Leaping forward bionically. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Geek Down. I am Pat B. Esquire. In the house, we are in the house. On the line, we also have Shayna Tiberius Preston. And joining us after a long hiatus, Station, also known as Lilith Beasts. What's up? Hey. We have an awesome, action-packed, fun-filled show for you today. We are talking about Solar Opposites. This is a new-ish show. It came out a little while ago, but due to COVID, it kind of got pushed back and backburnered on our roster. But now we are talking about bringing it live and direct to you. Also, we are talking about New Mutants. Now, this is the latest in the cinematic X-Men verse. Doesn't have the chops to measure up to such hits as X3 and... X-Men, Days of Dark Phoenix, and First Class, and oh, all types of dreck that came before it. Uh, no, maybe this could get them out of the funk. We'll talk about that in just a minute. And we are talking about SNK All-Star. This is a new mobile game that's the latest in the line of like Capcom, SNK, fighting game to other genre uh, transfers. So we'll see if this one can carry on that legacy or if it falls flat on its face. But first... Let's talk about Solar Opposites. Now, as I mentioned, Solar Opposites is the new show from Dan Harmon, and it follows right along in that Rick and Morty style of animation and uh, Rick and Morty style of comedy, but it's not a Rick and Morty show. So I'm gonna kick it over to Lilith Beasts. First of all, welcome back. So excited to be here. Cool, cool. Now, throwing you right in the fire, you wanna tell our listeners what, Solar Opposites is all about. Solar Opposites is a uh, cartoon about five aliens that crash land on Earth. Uh, They hate being here. They were trying to go somewhere that was uninhabited. Oops, Earth is super inhabited. One of them is the smart guy who's trying to get everyone home. One of them is the dumb guy who loves humans and is fine just eating Cheetos on the, you know, on the couch. And then they're... Oh yeah, I mean, can cannot blame this guy. And then there's the two kids who are in school and their pupa, who is kind of like a, sort of like a dog, except that he's just like a weird alien creature and maybe will terraform the earth or destroy the earth or not. No one really knows. Yeah, you know, feeling cute might destroy humanity. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so he's kind of the X factor and you never know what's gonna happen with him. And, uh, it's all about, it's a little bit of a fish out of out of the water, but also they have, you know, super death rays and uh, nanotechnology and stuff. So they're, they accidentally kill a lot of people, so it's hard to fault the humans who don't really like them. Yeah, dude, that whole concept of the miniaturized people living in the wall was bugged oh, out. I love that. That was my favorite part of this show. How did the sea pot become the best? part of the show. Yo, I'm just thinking that the way they painted everyone else in the world, yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of rooting for the aliens to come and shake things up because, you know, humanity sucks. I like, that, that's the main thing I got from that, you know, the, the 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 administrators at that school were awful. And then oh. they were then they were gross. Uh, and you just see people are, having are you, ha- are you saying that sometimes people in control or power over your life somehow aren't always good and honest people. I know. It's the strictest of morale. 
Hard to believe, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I really dug this show. Um, the whole thing about aliens being on this planet, but they're just like in this weird domestic partnership situation where are they roommates? Are they together? Are they not? And then it's like, are they just coworkers? And the whole thing is it switches from like episode to episode. That was a really interesting dynamic for me. And also it just works for comedy purposes. I like that. But I will also say as someone who suffers from trypophobia, some things like trigger that and partially trigger that. And dude, whatever that thing that kept happening to them, um, where like these little alien sweat esque things kept popping out of their heads. Gross. Gross. Oh. I mean, that's how they manifest their stress. Yeah, but I mean, yo, you this this better ways. Why don't you take up smoking or something, you know? There's this is been I mean, you mean like people? Yes. Yes, well, you're on you're on earth learn. Their their race that well first of all like they said it up pretty early that they've been living here for a year and still haven't caught uh, cotton on to most normal social interactions or what human anatomy is which you think they checked out early on like didn't realize we have brains and the skeletal system and it's like okay but you couldn't have figured that out the whole time oh wow you're taking all your information directly from tv never mind i understand hey social norms are tough man you know what i mean not everyone's gonna grasp on right away it's like moving to a foreign country you know i didn't know i'm not supposed to tip now i'm insulted you know i've insulted half the wait staff now i'm being chased down the street with pitchforks and you know I, this I is, mean, this is... i've never traveled but i know you don't have to tip outside the u.s yeah, because other countries pay their people a fair living wage. I mean, what's that about? That's crazy talk. That's not the most un-American thing I've ever heard is fairness. Like, wow. <laughs> hard, hard lessons to be learned. All right, so Lil, what's your impression? We got overshadowed. <laughs> Sorry. Well, so I've never seen Rick and Morty, actually. And so this was uh, an introduction to this kind of style of humor, which was a little bit I've been watching a lot of, uh, I don't know, weird and older things and just slower things in general. So at first I was like, ah, there's just, there's so many jokes and there's so much happening all of the time. Are you trying to say um, a little like you just caught on to that, to that Garfield and Friends train? <laughs> See, Garfield and Friends, like that's, that's what I'm into. That's what I watch. Um, yeah, like the last new uh, cartoon that I started watching was Adventure Time. So that's how like far back I go with with my stuff. Um, but so it was really interesting. It was it was fun. It was a little bit overwhelming at first. And it is um, kind of a different style of humor that I tend to like, even though the basic premise of the show is almost exactly the same as like Third Rock from the Sun. Yeah. When you <laughs> like pull it down. <laughs> Uh, but I really, I loved all of the stuff with, uh, the people in the wall. Exactly. Uh, that's like a C plot that ends up kind of like coming back again and again. And, uh, the, the penultimate episode is all about them. And it was a lot of fun. And there's like a lot of kind of adventure and, uh, stuff to counterbalance the sort of more sci-fi fantasy, which is the majority of, uh, the rest of the episodes. Um, but yeah, the characters all 
end up having like weird relationships with each other. And even though there's a lot of things that are clearly pickups from other shows, there's essentially like a holodeck uh, that you're introduced to towards the end of the series. Um, everything is still new and exciting and has this like different spin on it. So it, I didn't love the first couple episodes, but it really won me over. The first couple episodes are tough, I think. If you're not used to that style of humor, like I'm genuinely surprised to hear you've never watched Rick and Morty because it seemed like something that might be right up your alley, uh, knowing you like- It might be. Um, but also, and Shane, back me up on this or tell me if I'm way off base, it seems like being familiar with that show is it, it becomes easier to process a show like Solar Opposites because you're prepared for that more um, uh, like, uh, I don't know, there is no fourth wall humor. You know, like they'll make contemporary references even though we're supposed to buy them existing entirely in their world, you know? Like they will make allusions to the fact that you are watching them on a show, that type of thing. Well, yeah, but I'll, I'll be fair, that kind of humor has existed like since everyone's in a while they would like wink wink nudge nudge but then by the time you got to a show like Rick and Morty it was yeah we know you're watching us <laughs> um but um no like yeah the, the humor is really similar in a lot of ways and I'm I, I feel like I'm one of the weird people when it comes to Rick and Morty because I don't like Rick and well, you're not supposed to like you never Rick. have, and I always figured you weren't supposed to. Yeah, you're not supposed to. That, that's the thing. He's do. one of those dudes. Well, yeah, he's one of these dudes that uh, you people like him uh, despite the fact that they're openly supposed to not because he's Doc Brown as a drunken pervert. He's a nihilist. Like, yeah, nothing and means anything to him. And he's a bad person and a complete ass, but somehow oh, yeah. he's, no, he he's the one he's person. the one we we all like strive to be because he tells it like it is. Like But he yeah, but he, he sucks. doesn't. But he he tells he tells it like it is, but there's no humility or empathy when he shares truth or information. Like he uses his knowledge as a way to hurt you when he's in a bad way. And that like like, I always kind of figured he was a cautionary tale. So I am going to throw out a correction for you for earlier. Sam Harmon didn't create this show. The co-creator of Rick and Morty. Yeah. The co-creator. Justin, where is it? Justin Royland? Justin Royland. Royland, yeah. He created this show. Ah, okay. Well, thank, thanks for checking me. My bad. Because um, Dan Harmon's also like... But they have a lot like... of same staff and writers. Mm. So it's about a... There's a lot of crossover. I just all right. That's probably for the better than Dan yeah, Harmon's he's on real that, life. Like... I mean, he's kind of a garbage human being, but he, mm. he he's trying. Yeah, never look into the backstories of like people that make the things. I mean, that he you acknowledges like. he's a garbage human being, so I give him credit for that. Well, I mean, dude, so does like Rush Limbaugh. Doesn't mean we should give him a pass, you know? Well, no, but like he also seems to be like actually actively trying not to be as garbage as he was like, he's actually apologized to the people he hurt like he's, he's trying he's still not great but he's trying all right all right well good he's garbage in transition 
All right. Well, we're getting off the point of uh, Solar Opposites itself. Solar <laughs> Opposites, as we mentioned, is a show about aliens. Yeah, no, no. The Solar Opposites. Uh, you know, the big difference, I think, about the aliens is that they're more naive than any of the characters in Rick and Morty are. Like, mm. there's a um, innocence to them. Like, like they really don't understand why certain things are problems which is why it's funny when they do horrible things to the people around them because they really like don't understand like when the replicant um lobotomized that girl with soda oh yeah they don't legitimately understand what's wrong with this <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I I I do dig that though. It's like it's a good um kind of kind of no, case study if, or social if commentary. I Mountain View, this would be faster. Yeah, and then you can either follow along with them and understand how. Oh no, you've completely gotten this wrong. Hence why you've lobotomized forty thousand people, or you cannot. Either way, it's a hell of a toboggan ride. Um, I'm digging it mostly for the episodes with the people in the wall. We've mentioned that a couple of times. The aliens shrink people. The kids, the kid aliens shrink people and then put them in this like walls and this wall wall terrarium they have uh, in their bedroom. And that has evolved into uh, its own society with a caste system and the people that used to be just normal, you know, corporate people or realtors or business folks or, you know, uh, or, or baristas or whatnot. Now uh, they're dictators and they're uh, guardsmen and they're proletariat and they're people organizing revolution. And the whole thing is freaking weird, man. And I love it so hard. Uh, I'm hoping they do a season two. I'm hoping it gets a little less gross. They are. I'm also very aware how naive those things are to hope for because they did this cancel Venture Brothers, dude. Oh, they um they released the parent for the um online Comic Con. They released for their season two. Like it was unfinished, but it was released. Okay, so. Here's hoping that's worthwhile, but Solar Opposites for me gets a thumbs up. Uh, this is one that I'm, it's kind it's, I'm glad to see this kind of humor is thriving now, even though it's not for everyone, very obviously, if you're the kind of person that likes things like, um, you know, you, 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 your Venture Brothers type humor, your, uh, uh, your Rick and Morty type humor, uh, Solar Opposites is one of those shows that will, you know, jive with you. So it's a thumbs up for me. Well, it's a it's a thumbs up for me too. Like I, the first couple episodes, I agree with Lilith. Like were kind of slow for me, but by the time they started with the wall storyline, I was I was invested and I laughed. And oh my god, the joke where they had the dum dum ray and it hit the um science book and it turned into a bible was probably the first time I laughed out loud while watching the show. Yeah, that social commentary a little biting, a little bit. Oh, man. All right, Lilith, how you feeling? I liked it. I was a little surprised. Um, I do think that the first two episodes are also kind of the grossest overall, uh, and it gets to be a little bit less bloody or gross as you progress. There are moments where it happens, um, but it's, uh, it's more like there are moments of violence. There are moments of super gross stuff happening as opposed to that being like kind of 
prolonged periods uh, of the of the episode and um, less like kind of the point it seems like. Um, so yeah, overall it was fun. The relationships between the characters ended up growing on me more than I thought they would. And there's just, oh, there's a lot. There's a lot in each 20 minute episode. <laughs> I think it's definitely uh, a lot of fun. And yeah, if you get through the third episode and you and you like it, then stick with it because I think it gets better and better. I concur. And I'm, um, damn, the, the, ow. There was like three Rick and Morty references I wanted to make while you were breaking that down. Cause it's <laughs> like, well, yeah. Cause a couple of things you said, I would, I was going to jump into uh, the tiny Rick dance. And if you have no frame of reference for that, then I just sound crazy. <laughs> I'm begging for help. I'm screaming for help. Please come let me out. Lilith's over there like, is, should, I'm going to dial 911. Are you okay? <laughs> oh no, he turned himself into a pickle. And you have no idea what that means. And I just sound nuts out of context. So that's my world. Um, but no, the show is called Solar Opposites. Uh, it's actually still available on streaming now. Um, they may or may not continue on with the, with the season two because these things have been real shaky as of late, especially with COVID. A lot of uh, things. Yeah, reprioritizing a lot of stuff. So we'll so see how cool. that works out. All right, but now, whew, Shana, let's you and I break down SNK All-Star. This is the new mobile game that's using characters in the universe established in the SNK um, fighting game series. That franchise, to anyone who's not familiar, is a long-running uh, fight series that's been put out by SNK, a game company that's been sometimes rival, sometimes friend of Capcom, which pretty much like took the reins and has been at the forefront of uh, fighting game franchises and video games at least and I don't know 20 plus years 30 plus years is possible with the Street Fighter series and SNK has always been a uh, you know second tier with the King of Fighter series um, but they've always been going strong and sometimes in collaborations they've managed to uh, not just stay alive but thrive and SNK is SNK All-Star is the latest endeavor uh, in that I don't know, in that push. This is the immediate follow-up, but not direct sequel to King of Fighters All-Star, which came out uh, earlier this year. Now with SNK All-Star, it may seem similar to anyone who's familiar with this fair because it uses a lot of, the, a lot of uh, the same sprites with newer animations and a lot of the same character designs by default because it uses the same characters, but this is a different game. So if you're familiar with King of Fighters All-Star, Hopefully you're not expecting the exact same experience because this one has enough differences to make it its own game. But Shana, do you want to tell us your experiences uh, in playing SNK All-Star? Okay, well... Okay, that's a good start. <laughs> okay, well... I actually just leaned just close to the microphone. Right. But, um, um... So, playing this game... First of all, man, is it a huge download. Um, if you don't already have a lot of space on your phone, this is gonna be a big download for you, and that's first. But um, the actual gameplay was fine. I I didn't really love the um, the numbered button controls. I kind of just wish it had an analog um, button and like action buttons to do combos with, opposed to the way it was laid out. The I got animation that too. Fine, it's fine though. 
well, for a game that's based off of like a fighting game franchise, you would expect more like direct action. But I see why they did that. And I mean, I'm not justifying it. I actually agree with you. It's kind of a pain in the ass to switch back and forth. But I see why they did that because they do change up the gameplay on you. At some, t at some points, it's like a turn-based um, RPG. And then you had the quick action. There's one part where you're just like, you're just like running after cats and I'm just like, what the hell is, what is this? Where, uh, it's, it's, it's like excite bike. I'm just, oh, I go up and down. I'm following on the lanes and I got to punch a dude in the face real quick after I snuff him. Now I'm fighting a gang of like 17 people, just me and my homeboy who's sitting there talking about my hair. I love you. Like, what the hell happened here? Where, where's the rest of your shirt, man? You know, it's like, so I see why you they did that. I love the midriff. I don't love you the midriff. You have to have Paul hair in a midriff. This dude's battle cry was literally, I love you. Like, what the hell is that? Who's running into fights like, hey, I love you, baby? Like, come on, man. Get Yo, focus. He's right. trying to start the fight with positive energy. No, he's not. He's trying to fight. He's trying to start the fight with these abs. Like, this is not the situation. Okay, get focused. Anyways. I mean, sometimes that's how you should start a fight with these abs. With these abs? Okay, you see this? I'll put a lot of work into cultivating this keg, okay? Not six pack. All right, you know, this is this is work involved here. And, and who's to say you wouldn't look fabulous in a midriff? You don't hey, know. Could, you nah, haven't tried. Yeah, I have tried. They couldn't handle my midriff. Okay, no one's ready for that. Why, mm. why are you worried about what other people think? I'm not worried about, I'm not worried about their opinion. I'm worried about their define, safety, okay? Define <laughs> your own beauty, Pat. Define I, I, your I, I am. I'm saying the swoon. Okay, we'll, we'll just we'll just take out droves of people, and it, it, it'll affect those I'm targeting. But I don't want to hurt any innocent bystanders, you know. With all this, no, I'm, I'm just saying. You, you don't you don't want to blind them with your shininess. Is that what you're trying to say? That's right. That's right. right. Like a diamond. Luxury can, bright in their luxury eyes. Luxury can be just damaging. All right, you know, I, I just I'm 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 not trying to take out any innocent to my wake. That's all I'm saying. You, you, so you covering up for our benefit? That's what you're trying to say? You, because you, I care. You, you bushelin' your light to help the world. That's right. It's the least I could do. You've all been so good to me. It's how I give back. All right, but um, the, sh the the show the the game stars uh, stars Keo and just a cast of everyone that's ever been in an SNK game uh, pops up. Not an SNK game, in a King of Fighters game because it doesn't delve into like the full friends and you know the offshoots and the guest stars. Like we're not seeing hey we're not seeing Mike Hagar and we're not seeing uh, you know uh, Ryu and Ken and you know we're we're just seeing like the um, like the cast of uh, SNK regulars. But I'm loving the storyline in this because it's just it's just too damn weird. Like I expected, kind of something like. Uh, do you remember when we played Teppen, the um, the Capcom uh, card yeah. battle game? I expected something yeah. like that, where they try to like work everyone into. Yeah, I know I'm a Street Fighter character, and I you know battle with fisticuffs. Yet somehow up against uh, uh, Wesker, who uh, who unleashes zombies and an infestation <laughs> on the world. Right. Somehow we'll establish that the storyline puts us together. This one throws all that out the window. It's just like okay, so. I'm here to fight, but I'm graduating and now going to the Olympics. The Olympics is high school? Close enough. Now, yes. you are gonna sleep on my couch. Why? Because you told me this, like, where did this come from? How am I at the Olympics? Do I have my diploma yet? I thought I had to clean the garage. What's happening here? And you never have any, it's just, everything is thrown at you. I love it because it's crazy. And I like it when games don't take themselves seriously. And normally, 
if oh, okay, I, apparently I'm alone in this because you sound just exasperated. But I no, no, no. That was that was a sigh from laughter because I okay. I've been trying not to like hee haw into the mic because you know. Okay. Well, <laughs> um, well, give us your thoughts. I keep cutting you off. I'm sorry. Like you no, were in the middle fine. of your breakdown. No, like, um, like as much as I I didn't love the controls, the gameplay was okay. I actually enjoyed the cutscenes, but you're gonna think this is weird. Because the funniest thing to me in this whole game was clearly the dialogue was originally written in Japanese. Yeah, I got that. Because <laughs> when the dialogue, when the dialogue screens would load, the words would they they cut off. You got that right. Like the like the words had no pagination. It just keeps going on, and then like a badly designed word processing program, mid-word, not even a little dash to continue on the next line, it just continues on in writing. And the sentence structure doesn't make any sense. It just keeps going on and on as if, yeah, no, we didn't stop uh, mid-sentence here and then just continue in three different stanzas. Like, I it's, love that the words, like, like literal words just cut in half and like, like champion on the next line yeah that's a pagination issue that's that just should have been um they just should have been a little more uh, attention paid there but besides that it's just these are differences that very obviously come through that someone should have been aware of and the fact that they weren't it didn't seem like an error. It just seems hilarious. Yeah, no, I just think about think about all the um original Japanese games with bad English translations from like the nineties, and that's all I could think of. Oh, you mean you, it, took, it took it took you back to all your base are belong to us? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I'm right there with you. It, it was it was like it, it just adds to the quirky fun of this. I actually had a really good time playing it. Uh, more for the storyline than the gameplay, though. The gameplay yeah. did leave me kind of. It it it's it, it, it tries to throw it tries to throw you enough curveballs um, that there's different enough styles, but it's not enough for a mobile game to it, like. It adds more difficulty without any new challenge. It's just once you get that system down, then it's just working out the timing. And if I wasn't playing this in short bursts, like the fact that uh, because it's COVID times. Uh, we just sit and play all this stuff at home now. If I was out in the world and I could only play this on like my uh, subway rides to and from work or if I'm out running errands and things, then it would be perfectly satisfying. But the fact that we have uh, time to sit and play these at length, like mobile games aren't necessarily designed like that. And this is designed like the traditional mobile game. Um, it's designed to be played in short bursts, but sitting and playing at length I found the experience itself lacking. The only thing that made it so fun for me was the fact that the story is just completely bug nuts. <clears throat> I love when you're in supposedly this serious tale of uh, Kyo building himself up and then you fight your first opponent who's, you know, uh, your former teacher and now you wanted to take things seriously. Every time you see him, um, every time you see him on the, on like the upgrade screen, and you build up your skills, his only comment is, that was sloppy, it could have been neater. Like, what? Well, I, I, I could have I could have more neatly leveled up my my uh, my high kick stats. Like, what, what, what do you want me to do? What do you want from me? <laughs> I, 
I'm just at a loss. And then right after that, your next opponent calls you on the phone and your first response is, how did you get my number? And then she says, don't worry about that. I'm fighting you tomorrow. So I'm crashing on your couch tonight. Clean up the room for me. What? Did, did, I, did I invite oh, you? Are we friends now? And I'm bringing enemies with me that I need you to help me fight. Yeah, she's being stalked by this incel. It's like, I need you to take out this dude who won't stop, you know, paging me before I can crash on your couch. And then when you fight these dudes in your house, your dad comes up out of nowhere. This is how the game starts. Lilith, I see you've got this, like, quizzical look on your face. At some, like, <laughs> mind you, you play a dude that still lives at home with your dad who is not listening to reason when he sees you fighting some guys who are harassing this woman who, I mean, for damn sure can take care of herself. She's packing knives um, and, 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 and those like those thighs can crush watermelons. Okay. She is not helpless yet. Somehow when your dad sees you like coming to, an, to the aid of someone who's openly being harassed, all he has to say is why are you stopping to fight when you're supposed to be cleaning your room? Dad, come you know, help me out here. I don't know, throw a broomstick or something, you know. Help no, no, no. Like I, I love that. I love the one when he's like, you invite a girl over when you should be training. <laughs> and then you fight like, him. Dad's and it's super old. early in the game, so you beat him very easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dad's kind of a pushover, which is kind of sad because I'm just like, didn't I learn my skills from you? You know, shouldn't you be the, the 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 teacher? Shouldn't become the student so so early on. No, uh, he he already got that glow. Yeah, maybe you just Il Savant. I don't know. It reminds me of um. There was a fan video made uh, years ago. You can still find this on YouTube um, uh, about Ryu going through the Street Fighter canon. And you know how the typo used to say, or kind of typo, the bad translation used to say. Um, you have you have you must defeat Sheng Long to stand a chance. Back when they didn't translate Dragon Punch, and Sheng Long was the original name of the Dragon Punch in the Street Fighter game. So in Street Fighter Two, people used to think Sheng Long was a um, was like some uh, uh, Easter egg reference to another character or a secret character. And then I think it was um, um, I think it was uh, EGM, the game magazine that ran with it, or one of those. And they, it was like one of the first, uh, one of the first trollings um, ever by an actual magazine. Well, a fan video made Shang Long. They just like reskinned Ryu, and then they had him like fighting. And if and in the video when he's beaten, Ryu just comes up, "Hey, teach me!" It's like, but you just whooped this dude's ass. What you mean, teach me? Like, no, you taught him. You taught it. You taught him. Taught him about these hands. That's what you taught him. <laughs> and it, it the, in this game, it was straight out of that. Like, mind you. Okay, maybe this is very telling about my experience with the game that I got a lot more from the story than I did from the actual gameplay. The gameplay itself I found to be pretty repetitive. I found the controls, they weren't complex. They were just kind of simplistic to me. And there wasn't much in the, in the ways of actual fun uh, for like long-term play and not even for short-term play. It was just like, I just have to figure out when the quick tap and when the slide uh, for a um, uh, uh, for a uh, for a special attack, or for a combo attack, uh, but the strategy never it never stayed consistent. Like I never found any more effective than the other. It really just came down to how quick I was with either one. So I'm literally just watching the bar fill up 
rather than watching the gameplay. And there was some nice animations, ignored them. The character design was dope, ignored it. I'm just watching the bar. I think this may have been, um, may have been a failing of overproduction in the game design. Maybe. Like, I, I, like you know, I, I just feel like there are fighting games that are similar um, that I, I just think that the gameplay just could have been handled better. Everything else, even the like grammatical errors in the text were fine. Like I could do, I could do a, a little less things to click on every time I open the game. Like so many red buttons, like so many red dots everywhere. And I, I something about that bothers me when there's games and it's like, oh, you have yeah. to check in here and here and here and here and here and here and it's, here and oh, don't forget to check in here. It's very handholdy. It's like, I know what to do and I just kind of want to move on to the next step, but it's making you go through each and every one of those. And anytime you see that little red dot, a little red notification, it's like, I have to go there and I have to go there and I have to do this and then I have to do this. It's like, but I know what that's going to do. And I don't need that for the next phase. Like I'm ready to just like delve in and whoop some ass. Maybe I don't have time for all this. And the game ignores that. I'm, I'm not sure I'm feeling anyone. What you have time for. I did not consent to all this information game you are you are you're extending outside my boundaries i'm not okay with it thank you because it, it, i know it, it's essentially like putting in all this stuff so like trying to lure you towards microtransactions and i accept that microtransactions are a thing when games are presented as free yeah but it's like if you must you beat me over the head with it it's like the pervert you're beating me over the head with the proverbial dead horse because the truth of the situation is i don't do microtransactions so you could slash all the dots so you want and then it all it's gonna do is long-term annoy me yeah i'll give it to them though um they were they weren't as annoying as microtransactions can be because i remember uh that new that 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 mario um that dr mario oh, uh mobile oh game oh my god yeah it's so so many like so many screens popped up before you could actually play the game and i'm just like why do all Nintendo's mobile games suck? They all, they all suck. Like, none of them are good long-term. Even the one that was decent, which was Animal Crossing's Pocket Camp, now is starting to get a little boggy with the, the hint, hint, you should buy some of this in-game currency, hint, hint. Um, Hold up, that's what you're going to throw out there? Because, correct me if I'm wrong, weren't you playing Animal Crossing before we started the show today? No, yeah, and I am, but I'm playing the console version. <laughs> like, I will turn my camera again. I will show everybody my Animal Crossing screen. I'm not ashamed. My island's name is Sanity. <laughs> oh, boy. My character is adorable, and she has pink hair. Okay. And, and she always wears glasses. All right, well, well, at following that endorsement, uh, of which we are not being sponsored by Nintendo. If only. Yeah, right? Dude, I'd love, love Nintendo sponsorship. At the very least, like, even if even if it's not bucks, yo, throw some of that gear our way. Like, but, uh, I would, I'm sad I missed out on the um, people who got paid to play New Horizons. Like, early mm -hmm. in quarantine, there were people who were getting paid to play Horizons. And I was like, damn it, I already... I've already paid more than 800 hours of this game. I, I, I totally wish I was getting paid. <laughs> uh, well, well, keep putting out there. Keep showing. It'll happen. 
but with SNK All Star, I'm giving this a thumbs up, but like just barely eek spot with a thumbs up because, like I said, the gameplay is kind of repetitive and a little tedious. But it's not a bad game. It's well designed. I think it's overly, overly designed, overly yeah. polished to the point huh? where they they had a fun game and just kept throwing stuff at it. You know, so, so it's like so they had a f- hmm? so it's like '90s pop music, like kind of over overproduced just a little too much a little too much autotune just a little too much voice equalization yep this is definitely the 98 degrees of <laughs> um of mobile of mobile fighting games what you call it it will never break your heart but this might make you cry jeez the light funky ones <laughs> uh, have spoken <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was a terrible thing. I like girls who like Abercrombie and Fitch. Get the fuck out of here. That wasn't 98 degrees. I don't care who that was. They're awful. I actually like that song. You do? Yo, shame on you. Yo, let me get my let me get let me get my song, okay? You know, I like a girl. I like trash pop earrings, at least two pairs. Okay. But that that was that was that was that was my shorty anthem. But I like the girls that have those hoop earrings with their Well, because one of those songs and, like, came out when I was there. a teenager and one of them didn't. I like the girls where they have the baby hairs like gelled down, you know, like like just, just like right, right against the work. Hey, mm, you got to, it's a Yeah, the effort that takes. I know, I love it. Gel. I appreciate that. Yo, the amount of time I had to, I had to like sit there and brush and pomade and brush and then to get to get the waves on, you know, it's like the uh, I put in does that much not, work. I I appreciate does not equal equally, the five hours equally, it used to take to do my hair. That's why I discovered moose. You got to find cheat codes, okay? I discovered moose. No, you get a brother with moose, Mem- and I get those waves. My hair didn't go anywhere, but my yeah. hair looked it looked great while it didn't go anywhere. I've got old pictures you, to prove it. Uh huh. You know that that curly style that they always show black girls having in like tv and movies like our hair is just like that that i that's how i used to wear my hair and um, to set to set that it took me anywhere between two and a half to five hours depending on the method i used to set my hair that's right and that meant that i that my hair had to be done the day before i wanted it out so all in all a whole day before I could actually wear the hairstyle I was going for. Mm, that's right. You saw that, that does for, not that does whoa. not account for your your brushing. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I see. I see what you're trying to do there. You know, it's okay. I'm gonna let that go because having watched the marvelous Mrs. Maisel and gotten a full insight into the fact that some women will wake up early, like and spend hours at, at like putting on. And adhering and shaping and and plucking and poking and painting and whatever the hell else, just so they can get back into bed, and make it seem like oh I just woke up like this. You know what? I don't have a leg. Yes, and I know it's societal so- expectations are unpleasant. Yeah, so I mean I appreciate all those efforts. And life funky ones can sit and spin. We have gotten way off the point. <laughs> all star. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so let's talk half, about half hour. Let's do it. Yeah, let's talk about New Mutants. Um, this is the uh, newest movie in the X Men uh, cinematic universe. New Mutants are an X Men team that hasn't really gotten that much shine in uh, cinema, but I'm actually kind of impressed yeah. that they even did this project because and they didn't get much shine now. 
Well, Dolly, mm, we'll, we'll get that in just a second. But New Mutants is the new movie uh, starring, um, oh, damn it, uh, Maisie Williams. I almost said yeah. Nigel Barrett. That's way off. Uh, but starring Maisie Williams, a uh, cadre of other people you may have seen, including a few that you haven't stopped, as uh, this team that in the comics is a little more multiracial and diverse than uh, has been represented on the screen. And that's actually been a point of controversy. This is about a team of, uh, well, a group, I'll say group before we say team, of uh, mutants who are dis discovering their powers. Some of them aren't entirely familiar with what those powers are and they've recently manifested themselves, hence why they're called new mutants because their mutation is new to them and new to us. And we are uh, introduced to them after a disaster happens and they're in a facility where they're being taught to use their powers or they're being, uh, um, uh, damn it, what's the term for people who are being uh, under therapy? They're being co not coached. Uh, they're being helped to deal with their powers and to help process oh. what's happening to them. Yeah, they're being, uh, the, the coping is being assisted, thank you. Uh, so we come in uh, having met our protagonist and the group of young mutants who are awful. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, yo, these people were jerks, man. Like, all of them. I, just I wanna think they were all, too. Like, the character, the, um, the, characters that they were were very tropey like there's the there's the a the asshole alpha there's yeah. the bitch character there's mm. the nice guy there's the nice girl and of course your protagonist who is like sad and shattered or lost yeah and the thing is i want to hate on all of these being introduced but new mutants is a book from like years ago where all these character types archetypes essentially came from so it wasn't like new, it wasn't like uh, played out in hack back then, because that's kind of where it came from. That's kind of where it originated. Oh, yeah. Well, and they're, they're tropes. Like, they, we call them tropes because they're a long spanning thing that you see over and over in media. It's, it's fine. Yeah, they got to start somewhere. But in this, in this, uh, in this instance, they, they still kind of suck. But we, <laughs> um, but no, it's like my whole thing with with um, introduction of new characters, especially in mutant fair and anything related to X Men, is a lot of their issues could just be resolved by sitting down and having a mature conversation with some of these people. Like, hey, look, I'm not trying to be a dick to you. I'm here to help you understand your powers because what you can do is potentially very dangerous. Just like what I can do is potentially very dangerous. You got one person turning into a werewolf. You got another dude who is his, his, just like firing uh, uh, laser, like uh, 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 explosive blasts out of his butthole uh, can propel him into the stratosphere. You know, this is not something to be taken lightly. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying, yo, you, you saw what I saw, okay? This dude, yo, he has a chili dog on the wrong day. You know, he's taken out a small town, okay? It's just, these are things to be to be wary of, that's all. You know, Anya Taylor-Joy plays magic. Uh, to anyone who doesn't know, um, she's not just an obscure character, she's Colossus's sister, which was yep. one of the first times in the comic universe that I realized uh, I was 
it was brought to my attention that just because they're from the same family doesn't mean the powers are related. Colossus is a very famous X-Man who turns head to toe into like, you know, indestructible metal. His organic sister, metal. you know, organic metal, because what the hell does that mean? <laughs> but I his don't sister, know. <laughs> yeah, but his sister has like one arm that's armored and then she's good with swords and then the rest of her is like some indescribable magic power. Can she teleport? Can she phase? All of it's yeah. on the table. What the hell's going on? Is she is it a luck powered thing? All of the above because the writers are drunk. Uh, Maisie Williams, I think, gives the most sympathetic performance in this because she's the only one that's like not awful. Her and I guess um, um, Charlie Heaton, the dude who you may recognize uh, uh, as Sam from um, Stranger, Stranger Things. Things. Thank you. Yeah, I've talked a lot about my personal feelings about New Mutants. Very little about this actual movie. I'll, uh, let me kick it over to Lilith. Uh, want to give us your impressions of New Mutants. Sure. Um, so this is a movie that I was really excited <clears throat> about. Uh, one of the first advertisements that I saw made it seem like it was going to be a horror movie. And um, being a fan of the comic book, uh, I was really excited about the prospect of kind of like taking the core premise and having a really horror movie-esque kind of take on it. Um, and I think everyone is aware that it went through a lot of reshoots and, and, and was gonna come out and then not come out and all this other stuff. So it's been like in the works for at least five years at this point. So yeah, this one was very embattled. I think they had originally talked about releasing it around 2016. Yeah, and, um, 17. 2017. Yeah. All right, they were doing a lot with them in the comics as well, um, I believe. Uh, they were trying to build an entire uh, huge uh, storyline around them and one of those big universe shifting things on the same tier of like uh, Marvel's House of M. You know, like so some big stuff. Yeah, but wasn't that comic series kind of a victim of the whole push and pull between Marvel and Fox? Because Marvel wanted X-Men back at that point mm -hmm. and Fox was like, no. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot happening. In and the so, last... like, they killed a lot of franchises on um, to stop. See, I'm still waiting on that ambush bug uh, live action movie, and I'm afraid these things just won't happen. You know, I, I feel, I feel personally like I'm, I'm the one that will suffer the most from that. I think you are, Pat. I think you are. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the only one that ever was a fan of ambush bug. <laughs> Uh, but look, you were you you were into the comics too. Yeah, uh, the the comics are amazing, both because it's um, these are kind of newer characters at the time, and they're uh, the biggest thing about the comics is that it it was all by um, I'm not going to pronounce his name correctly. I'm sorry, uh, but uh, Bill Sankiewicz, and it, it's beautiful art. It's really wild and um, at times like dreamscapey and and cool. Um, and it's definitely a, 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 you can't trans, even if you did like a, a direct plot translation from the comics to the movie, it would be very, very different just because of the way the thought art is. So regardless of if you see this movie and you like it or don't like it, you should read the comic because it's great. One of the things that I liked about the movie version was I, I really liked, uh, Daisy's character brain I never really liked her in the comic she's this weird uh she's a catholic werewolf yeah, she, um, plays, <laughs> she, plays, she plays wolfbane it's the economy yeah 
And it's always, she ends up being kind of a rogue character in that um, a lot of writers can't write her and it just ends up being like, I'm a lady who's screaming and upset all the time. But in this movie, she's she's great. She's very sympathetic um, and is, you, you get her religious story and not being a religious person, really, I still really empathize with her and I liked that part of it. I think they told that story very well, even better in my opinion than in the comic. Overall, I think that this movie is kind of a coming of age genre more than anything. Um, and I think if you go into it with that in mind of like, yeah, these are new mutants, you're being introduced to these characters, you have to do all of that kind of intro stuff that's typically the less interesting part. Um, I hate that part though. It's just like we have these characters with the powers and they do weird stuff. How about we see them working together as a team or fighting each other with the abilities? I do like I, and I acknowledge that they actually showed the powers being used in this, even if they were at times just practicing or just having their own, you know, little teen tantrums where you get a cannonball, uh, Charlie Heaton's character just doing the, like, he's just, he's basically just spazzing out on the basketball court, like, oh, I'm, oh, I've got, oh, I've got gas. I'm, I'm, I'm letting it out or something. He didn't, maybe, yeah, I don't know. But he's just like spinning in circles. And I'm like, that, this is a nothing scene, but that's a lot going to the budget right there. Like that, yeah. that's a lot of special effects money that they're just like blowing on this, like weird I mean, kind of side-eye tantrum that this dude's having. I, I, I think that scene in particular was supposed to be him wanting to hurt himself. Yeah, um, and I, 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 I get that. About, but, super damage. But, yeah, they could have yeah, had him like smacking I, himself, you know, instead he's... Can, can I just say this movie like got very YA at times and I'm like, hmm. Yes, it was, was full of gonna, so it was I, full I thought of. this was gonna... Go ahead, go ahead. Try to huh. come up with something else. <laughs> 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 no, no, you're right. It, um, but it's 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 about teenagers. Like we, it we forget that X Men started off as a book as a, yeah. as a book about okay learning powers. And a, as people got more familiar, now the new mutants difference. are also angsty teens. Yeah, but with some stuffy doctor. Yeah, but did we need this much angst? Like I don't know. I like I felt like there was a way to make them be damaged and be sad and um and really go through stuff without it getting so like melodramatic-y at points maybe I don't know um because definitely like YA anyone who's ever read YA novels knows that there are some like hard line tropes in there and I, I was just don't, don't look at me I, I read my, my teenage my, my, my teacher flunked the planet so like, um <laughs> funny um I but did. yeah like that was a good book no i had those books too i'm just saying that's what I'm talking my about. sister yes. had those but yeah um oh why you gonna throw me yeah, yeah your older sister you trying to you trying to say yeah I'm well i i know it's just that um she had them and you know i got hand me down so they were her books and then they were my books um cat <laughs> Yeah, I don't I'm know hurt. why he, he acts right like now. he's that much older than me. He's like three years older than me, not like 50. It's, um, a, years it's a point in three years, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, look, look, look. I, I am a woman over 30, so I have already passed my prime. So. Yeah, but see, it's like that's Nobody that's, cares that's that you're like, older. No. 
That's the difference, though. It's like the comics you grew up with were, you know, um, were, were, were like New Mutants. The comics I grew up were Blondie and Dagwood. You know, the yellow kid. Okay, that's making you um, way older than possible. <laughs> like, just saying. And I read Blondie and Dagwood in the um, Sunday comics, too. It, it's a thing. All right. Um, but, like, no. Like, beyond that. Like, by it, all in all, all I can really say about this movie is that it was okay. And I, it should have been more than okay. I do agree with Maisie Williams is, um, was probably the best part. One, because she's just a really good actress. And two, um, apparently the director had some sort of personal experience with coming from a very religious background, but not being so yourself. As okay, you I didn't know that. So, um, so maybe that's why that particular um, character arc worked so well. But um, I want to chalk it up to the writing though. I think that particular character was just written as like the least awful. You know, because I mean, I, mean, I couldn't re as much as I watch this, and I understand I'm not the target audience for a teenage girl going through adolescence. I at mean, the same time, she's discovering her own power. But I, I, I found little to no redeeming qualities in our protagonist, um, Blue Hunt, played. Uh, um, oh, I'm gonna what's the name? Moon Shine, Moonstone. I got it here. Moonstar. Moonstone. Uh, yeah, played Moonstar, our protagonist. I there was nothing to to endear us to her, and if if it wasn't for her relationship with uh, Maisie Williams's character, uh, uh, Wolfsbane, um, I don't think there would have been anything humanizing. She I mean, was, this is probably she, true. She was just a collection of like angst and tropes in a bag, and then they yeah, put a wig on her and made long. her powerful. Also, like, I felt like a lot of this movie was supposed to be very suspenseful, but you figured out what the mystery was, essentially the moment that the scenarios presented to you. Mm -hmm. So, like, oh, what is this thing that killed her family? Okay. <laughs> what, like, ooh, is this doctor someone they can trust? Okay, what is this facility? Okay, why are they seeing things? Okay, and and the biggest mystery of that, all: why can't Anya Taylor Joy hold that damn accent? Is oh she, yeah. She, she's okay. Russian nobody's for like four minutes, and then for like the, the rest of the movie, oh, she, she's struggling. She is struggling, struggling. Nobody's accent. Nobody got their accent a hundred percent. And even Maisie Williams' Scottish accent's a little weak. Um, it, it, isn't she, isn't she actually Scottish? Accent. No, no, she's from the UK, but she's not Scottish. She's English. Oh, okay. Well, she should have studied then at, at the school of, uh, of uh, David Tennant then. No one fakes the accent harder than that guy. No, yeah, but he actually is part Scottish. No, I know. Like, and I, 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 ha I had no idea. Like, the dude's got skills. Like he, like, yeah, I, like, but he had, like personal experience to draw upon. It's not the easiest accent to um, nail down, honestly. All right, then she should watch old videos of, uh, of like, James Doohan or someone. But, yeah, my, no. My, my favorite Scottish actor of all, Scrooge McDuck. That I, there, that's the accent that you want to, mm, you want to model yourself after. Fair enough. Um, but no, like, <laughs> okay, so, like, like we said, girl plays Eliana. Like, here, there was a whole point in the movie where I was like, Yo, how come she doesn't sound Russian? And then suddenly... Her name is Ilyana, you know, so you'd think, well, there's a Russian name, obviously, and she's uh, um, uh, 
Colossus's sister. Colossus the very Russian, Ilyana. That that that's as, that's as, that's the best I could do for that. I wish that there was a cameo of him just yelling her name for no reason. <laughs> just yeah. every time the movie pops up, Ilyana. I was like, who is yeah. that? Why is that guy outside the fence? Can we call security? <laughs> who is that? What's happening? <laughs> He's just over there for no reason. Uh, um, Anya Taylor-Joy also, uh, you may recognize her. She played, uh, I got the thing over here. Um, if anyone's ever seen Split, you know, the the, oh, uh, the other her. good M. Night Shyamalan movie. Uh, right. she, yeah. Um, she was in that's the, what she, I recognized her from, okay. Mm, uh, she was also in The Vavitch, uh, Emma. I think Split's the, 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 the biggest role. Split and, um, like, by Osmosis, also Glass, that trash, that hot garbage, that steaming pile. another movie that could have been good, but somehow wasn't. And I don't even think it's as bad as people say it's bad. I just think it, it just wasn't that good. And I feel like that's the same problem we're having here. Yeah, the, she was... New Mutants is okay. New Mutants it, is just okay. If only it could be more than okay. Mm. But I also feel like... I feel like Disney wanted this movie to fail. Like, I, I just feel like Disney wanted this movie to fail. And that's why it took so long to come out. That's why they never had the reshoots that they had scheduled to have. That's why they just jumped in at the end of August um, with absolutely no um, press or publicity or anything. Um, The whatever studio pushing Tenet so freaking hard, but nobody did anything for this movie. It had no, there was no promotion, absolutely nothing. Yeah, no, I concur. Um, um, it seemed like this one was definitely given. It, kind of it looked like it could have been part of a, a larger franchise. I know that they planned on it being um, a trilogy, but clearly there's not going to be another movie. Um... Yeah, also the characters are kind of annoying, kind of obnoxious, which I was bummed to see. This is the first in a, what I hope to be a long line of, um, of, uh, of, of B and C uh, team movies that actually could have been uh, presented by Marvel now that they've gotten uh, the proof of um, the Avengers is a thing that people will see. X-Men, even though they've got several misses, is a thing that people want to see, and those are the biggest titles that they wanted to throw out there. Yeah, so now they have room to take chances with the smaller teams, with the lesser-known characters, and do more interesting story fare. And I think this one really suffered at the script level because yeah, but this wasn't their vision. Script, it wasn't, and I think, but and that, that's going to ultimately be the issue. Like with any of the other X-Men franchises, that's why they're all um, ostensibly dead now because essentially we're waiting for Marvel to rebuild them. Mm. Um, like see that? You see that, New Mutants? You killed it! Like, you ruined it! We trusted you! I mean, there has been, like, there has been no wish that, and if anything, Marvel's quite happy that um, Dark Phoenix bombed so hard why people were, didn't even care about Age of Apocalypse. Like, because they want you to 
pivot to being what they put out is the definitive version. Um, and that's a damn shame because those could have been some really dope properties. The Dark Phoenix Saga is a serious been, story. But it wouldn't have been their property. And when you think about the money-making machine that is the Marvel Cinematic Universe, like, yeah, that's what they care about. Um, if they didn't man. have to continue Deadpool, they probably wouldn't, but it's too big of a cash cow for them to ignore or mm. to really mess with it too much. So, like, it is what it is. Like, I, my bigger issue going in, and again, just because this is me and it bothers me personally, is the fact that they whitewashed the Latina characters in the comics. Both mm. of these characters are people of obvious afro-latina lineage like they're not white latina yeah doctor what's her name has that she's got cornrows in there like by design yeah she she's black her mother is black puerto rican and um like she's afro puerto rican there is no like you visibly look at them and they look black but funny enough sunspot in the comics slowly but surely they've been making him whiter and whiter looking for years now, why like is his that? Original, his original art of him, it's, it's, it's the thing that's been happening in comics for a long time. Like, they put in these person of char- color characters for, like, diversity's sake, but then they don't give any nuance to them or their ethnicity. And so over time, they eventually become wider and wider looking. It's like um, Green Arrow's son. He has a son who's like half black and half e- like a like a quarter black, quarter Asian, and like like half white. Um, because yeah, so I, I was about white. to say like um, I was about to say Oliver Queen him, is like a blonde-haired, blue-eyed dude. How do you, yeah, how do you see a son like, who's half when black? When you first eight? saw him, they made him very dark when you first saw him in what like clear Asian um traits, but over so his time, mom was Grace Jones. You saying? White. It doesn't matter, like as, like the way genetics work, dark skin is actually a dominant trait. So if you have a dark skin kid, well, you can still have a darker kid with a white parent, is my point. But, um, but that's not really so much the issue as in that they started with him being darker and then over time, he got lighter. Heck, look at freaking um, Storm from X-Men. There have been a couple of people have come along and not made her the Nubian queen that she so is. Sorry, she's my favorite. Um, but, like, there people have... She already has white hair and blue eyes. Like, let her keep her dark skin. But her original mo- model, definitely dark skin. And then there have been a couple people here and there who've made her light. Um, and just take you know any afrocentric features from her but other artists do so it's been kind of a weird dichotomy for her the thing is i just would like there to be consistency across the board if you model them to look a certain way then keep that way you don't do that to superman or batman you don't do that to green arrow you don't do that to so many you don't drastically change their appearance like that but the commonality with all those characters is they're white and non-white characters especially latino characters have a really really big problem with their ethnic representation and it's like don't just make them that ethnicity because you want brownie points like let it be part of their character but if it's not then why'd you even bother in the first place like it's a weird thing 
like it's just weird i just i would just i would just prefer the consistency like if you it's like sunspot like you started him as a dark-skinned latino but now he's a light-skinned and also because it's weird because brazil has a really weird issue with race um so in the fact that he's brazilian it's like oh this is very odd <laughs> that you started him dark and then made him light considering the weird issues with that particular set of colorism yeah, it's a it's a thing that they tend to do. But I mean, this movie uh, has had a slew of issues surrounding it from the issues of whitewashing and colorism and problems with the script and issues with the shooting and schedule and just the release itself. And I think you might be right. It was doomed to fail. I would hate to think that that would be conscious on Marvel's part, but you know what? The evidence is, it's just stacked against it. I mean, yeah. I, as a movie itself, just watching it, I couldn't get past how the writing was just so lackluster to me. And I had high hopes for this. I, I, I love for every uh, uh, like superhero property to, I would love for all of them to succeed because for years we went with these just being like second tier, back burner, nothing taken seriously, and now it feels like we're in a renaissance of those. We'd like for everything to succeed, and I think this one just didn't. Um, no, as I much didn't. as it pains me, because I was I was really hoping, I was really pulling for it, because I wanted to see uh, the like non-god-tier character uh, uh, pieces succeed, but this one didn't do it for me. I gotta give New Mutants, despite me really liking the effects in this, I gotta give it a thumbs down, a thumbs down for me. Um, how about you? What do you think? Like, I want to give it a thumbs up because I don't hate it. But I also, I don't think I'd watch it again either. So, so it's hard for me to say, oh yeah, watch this movie that I probably will never look at ever again. <laughs> it's just... Like, I, hey, watch this. You want to watch with me? No. no. <laughs> right. So I'm going to give it a thumbs down just because of the, the potential that was lost. Ugh, that's fair. Um, I am going to give this a thumbs up, but it is very much a like, I didn't hate it, therefore I'm giving it a thumbs up. Um, I will watch this with a couple of my friends because they were also really excited to see it. And it's not something that I'm like, this is terrible, don't watch it. It's just like, this is just okay. It had... This is one of the few movies, it's like the, the opposite of say, um, like uh, the first Wonder Woman film. There's, the third act is what makes it good in my opinion. Like the first two acts were pretty boring uh, and not well written, but the third act and the big fight sequence at the end is so good that I am willing to watch it again. Uh, which is usually the reverse. So I'm giving it a thumbs up, but it's it is very much a like this this was okay. We'll watch again in certain circumstances. Probably not gonna watch it like a third time though. <laughs> yeah, like that that is the general thing. It's just okay but mm, mm. we don't look for superhero movies to be okay we want an experience like you know like be fun heck even be bad but don't let's just be okay <laughs> okay movies don't last they don't last but i mean at the very least at some point they would well i was gonna say at some point 
they'll fall to the bottom of like a VHS bargain bin and someone scrolling your local blockbuster will, you know, pick it up and it'll gain new life again. Though that that is such an outdated thing to say. Um, if someone's like finds this while scrolling through the Netflix queue in the future, then maybe it'll live again. But beyond that, I mean, you're right. It's, it, it is just something that might, well, is most likely going to fade into ether. And yeah. that's kind of a bummer because I was really pulling for this. I was really hoping to see good things, but it is what it is. And especially with the cast. It's a great cast. Yeah, yeah. They'll, 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 the cast will be fine. It would have been a really interesting... Yeah, no. Mm. Yeah, no. I'm sure most of those people are going to keep getting jobs. They'll be okay. Um, it was such a good idea, and it's sad for it to have fallen so flat. And, to sh- uh, and for it to seem like so many people were just kind of against it succeeding. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, these things happen. It's All the right, underdog that didn't make it. <laughs> the underdog was under the bus. Uh, we had a time, y'all. I want to thank you all for joining us for the action-packed, fun-filled episode of The Geek Down. I want to thank Shayna Shay. Hey. I want to thank Lilith Beast. And I want to thank you. Minding you, if you heard anything on this show you want to chime in on, hit us up at geekdownradio at gmail.com. Or, dude, go to villains.wtf and see all our shows, including all episodes of The Geek Down. The backlog catalog is waiting for you. And, dude, if you want to throw us a couple of bucks, buy some cats a, couple of, a, cu- a cup of coffee and you know, subscribe on the reg, check us out. It's not just me. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. But check out a Patreon at patreon.com slash villainy. And, dude, we'll catch you all next week right here. Same bad time, same bad channel. But until then, be excellent to each other. Peace. Peace.